Welcome to AI Nerd, AI with Attitude. I am joined today by Rajesh from Datamatics. Rajesh, how are you doing, I guess, this afternoon for you? Yeah, I'm good. It's evening for me, and I'm doing good. Thank you, Thomas. Staying healthy in the, uh, the lovely COVID world? Yeah, so far. Uh, let's see. Things are looking better now in India. Uh, things are improving. So we are taking care. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, well, of course, you guys, you know, I've known you, I've met you a few times and known you for a bit of time. And it's, you know, it's always good to see people are being safe and staying safe in this kind of crazy, crazy land. So, but um, that's not the topic of today. We were catching up the other day uh, about just the intelligent automation market, AI, OCR, I, you know, IDP, RPA. I mean, we can throw a couple more acronyms in there if we'd like, but, you know, I appreciate the time you're, you're taking today. What I'd like to get today from you guys, you know, Datamax has been this game for a while, and I don't know, and at least in the U.S. market, I'm not sure how many people know about Datamatics. And you guys have so much information, you have so many use cases on RPA and intelligent automation on IDP. I really wanted to have you guys on and, and talk about your perspective, maybe starting with the intelligent automation market, to how you guys are solving for some of those challenges that are out there. So um, I assume since Datamatics was putting you forth in the camera is not only for your good looks and that wonderful mustache, it is probably because you have a wealth of knowledge. So uh, maybe start with, tell me about Datamatics, your role and, and where you guys play in the space. Sure, Thomas. So I think uh, let me start with some introduction to Datamatics. So Datamatics is a 45 year old uh, multinational company headquartered in India, but we have the major operations and most of the customers in the US. And uh, we have been a traditional IT firm, but in 90s, early 90s, when nobody knew the buzzword BPO, we started BPO, doing a lot of work for our US clients in uh, you know, finance and accounting, health claim processing, and a lot of, uh, you know, I should say, uh, market research uh, documents, survey forms. So a lot of uh, things which were, you know, document-centric, we were doing the BPO work for them uh, since 90s, when uh, it just started. And off late, we have been doing a lot of, you know, our own proprietary products, especially the IP, and which I am heading, and that is the topic today, the hyper automation, intelligent automation, and uh, been working with the data management for the last 15 years. And my core job is to, you know, bring a lot of efficiency to our client processes, either when we are doing it in our offices for them as a BPM work, or we are giving the licenses to them to manage their processes better, and make them more highly automated and more efficient. As far as the uh, intelligent automation market is concerned, we all are aware that it is the most uh, you know, uh, happening thing right now. And it's growing at a rate of almost like a CAGR of 40%, where uh, in 2018, uh, two years back, it was around half a billion, 400 million plus. And in 2022-23, it's supposed to go to 2.5 billion. It's a very, very fast growing market. And if I talk about large customers who are deploying almost like 10,000 and more people, 60% of them have already started using intelligent automation. And within a year or two, 85% of them will definitely touch upon this initiative and it will grow further. And now we are also seeing the medium and the small organization are you know, embarking on this journey. It's growing a very, very rapid speed in all the markets, and not only US, but Europe, Asia Pacific, 
and uh, not only like you know the services sector like the traditional sector was bfsi but now all the other sectors are also picking up the intelligent automation right yeah. from manufacturing logistics uh, retail all of them so it's a, it's a very very fast growing market and a very good business case to in, uh, use intelligent automation and all the organizations are able to derive lot of benefits it's good to know. I mean, is your history in the BPO and it's you know pro, you know progressed, uh, and you gave a bunch of stats there. And as you know about most stats, sixty percent of all stats are made up. So thank you for sharing those. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the you know the transition from BPO to intelligent automation, uh, it's been very disruptive to say the least. It, it you know if the organizations that have been doing business process outsourcing have not adopted how they act as a company and a culture. And they've not, you know, addressed it with their clients. They, they won't. They are not going to survive if they're in the future. Maybe from your perspective, and I know Datamax has a number of platforms and, and other technologies, but for, specifically from your guys's perspective, what is intelligent automation? Sure. So we define the intelligent automation, which is you know, uh, automating the manual repetitive steps which are very very you know like i should not say mundane or low end but very very repetitive in nature where a lot of time goes of the highly skilled people which they should not be doing it but because of their job they are ending up doing the data entry or data validations formatting which is taking half of their time so the intelligent automation takes care of the automation of these type of steps with the intelligence around it that it learns over a period of time it can do some kind of fuzzy logic and it can do some kind of you know uh, decisions not the high end decisions of whether the loan loan has to be granted or not but some basic rule based uh, you know decisions it can take and this intelligent automation uh, brings lot of efficiency and lot of you know savings for the organizations in jobs and negotiations or getting more customer than doing you know filling up the forms or validating the information or passing on the information from one system to another system so intelligent automation briefly talks about uh, automating the repetitive manual steps and uh, freeing the human uh, uh, time to look at the high end uh, value added jobs you know i think that would uh, generally match the uh, industry version of intelligent automation you you guys have an interesting spin on it um where you know you leverage uh, like a lot of companies though the the rpa the robotic process automation you do things in the OCR IDP space, and I'll have you define those, what the differences those are for sure. Uh, and, and then what I'll call AI, which is, is, is not generally, I like to think Terminator, Skynet, you think more very focused machine learning, you, you learn from the behaviors. Do you guys factor into your intelligent automation strategy though, decision-making beyond process? Does it factor into how you think about the intelligent automation industry? Right, I think you, you touch upon a very good point here, Thomas, I should say. Uh, first of all, let me just uh, briefly uh, explore the point of uh, OCR versus IDP. So IDP is not only the OCR. IDP stands for Intelligent Document Processing. Again, the intelligent automation topic. So it's not converting the image into text. That may be a small part of it, maybe even uh, less than 5% of it. Because if there are documents which are scanned or images are there, it needs to OCR it. But there are electronic documents also. So the intelligent automation talks care of everything and not only the OCR part, which takes care of you know, extracting the information even from the electronic PDF documents or scrapping the data from the uh, websites, portals, 
going through the bank statements and then doing some kind of pattern recognition doing some kind of intelligence analytics and then making some decisions at a high level so intelligent automation intelligent document processing is much beyond ocr and we make use of it very uh, often because we realize that unless we make our bots intelligent enough and these robots who are actually automating the process can make some difference between what is right and what is wrong then otherwise the humans will be required to actually check the work done by the bot whereas we feel that if the bot is doing its work it should be intelligent enough to do it correctly first time right and it should not need any uh, checking by the humans and it should be sure of what it's doing so in intelligent uh, uh, automation that the way you said it, it can learn on its own the machine learning should be enabled and it should be able to pinpoint that these are the exceptional cases which it could not do it on its own and it should highlight it to the operator for the manual intervention but whatever is done it should have the uh, you know confidence enough that yes i have done it correctly and no need to check it so that is the way we define the intelligence and aip is takes care of you know handling the unstructured content in the idp so a lot of information which is coming in may not be structured ai can enable to convert it to a structured uh, format like in idp if i talk about invoices they come from different suppliers so they don't have the same look and feel but idp in our uh, uh, parlance takes care of uh, you know converting this unstructured content without creating template so we don't have to create any template that okay this supplier will give this information ai enabled solution in idp can extract the information intelligently from anywhere on the document and then it can validate it against the rules it can validate against the uh, uh, this uh, tables master tables and can give the output which can be processed further so the whole spectrum of our offerings revolves around ai and we have created lot of such you know business use cases where our customers are benefiting from ai i think you guys may have the most use cases you know if i look at your competitors on the rpa side for sure you know the the automation anywhere's blue prism ui path nice whatever what have you you have like i mean nearly 1000 rpa use cases that you've cited done recognized working with did i did i see that correctly i mean that that's amazing you're very right that's another point thomas i should highlight it here unlike other product companies who are actually interested in selling licenses and then letting customers you know struggle around to how to find the right use cases how to make use of those licenses how to get the desired benefits we are having a very different strategy we are here as a partner with our clients and we make sure that you know they have some use cases where the licenses can be deployed so our starting point is not the license but our starting point is the problem statement our customers have in mind and then we find out how we can help them to solve that problem and in that case if they need some licenses go ahead so actually unlike other uh, product companies we have sold uh, many licenses where they are reused and they are you know relicensed every year and they are not having any mortality so whatever we have sold almost 100% of them are getting renewed and almost all of them are in use and they are not sitting idle and because of which we have got more than 1000 use cases in different industries where we already deployed our licenses and since we also have a services background we are enabling our customers to identify the right processes to understand the nuances of the process and to deploy the bot in such a manner that it will yield the desired benefits it's not a simple task automation it can help the customers to bring the end to end automation and bring greater savings 
because of which they trust in us and they use our licenses year after year. And we have a strong uh, base of around 1000 plus different use cases. And these are again reusable. So suppose if I give you an example of one of the processes in banking industry, like uh, trade finance, then that is uh, uh, you know, uh, very much common and relevant to all the banks across the globe. So the export import documentation is one example. So what I'm trying to say is that these use cases are repeatable. These use cases are reusable. At the same time, they are the relevant cases for the end-to-end -end automation. So we have a very strong story over there. Yeah, you, you, you touched on a big problem in the RPA specifically. Now, beyond a little subset of intelligent automation being RPA, and you guys have a, you know, an incredibly easy-to-use product. I've seen it. I've touched it. I think it's probably one of the best-kept secrets, at least in the U.S. market. We can talk about you know, what you guys are doing to, to address that in a little bit. But uh, a big problem I see is there's been a lot of sales of licenses sold on a hype and you know, a forthcoming of this is the, the best thing ever. Silver bullet's going to solve all your problems. Then you have all these licenses that are sitting around that are unutilized. And then the traction of, and the realization of what the RPA or intelligent automation initiatives that some companies do have never been realized. So they just become big giant cost centers with minimal benefit. And they can look at it as an investment. You can look at it as this is the future of the way. Uh, I'll give you my point of view. I think the, Intelligent automation market should have, I don't want to use the word platform, but it has to have much more of a holistic approach. So you don't, you don't become just yet another tool. Another tool that someone kind of uses, one groups do, one group does not. It has to be someone integrated and working across a number of different systems. Uh, I've heard the analogy of, of the, the icing across the cupcakes, you know, right, to, to connect them all. But how does your technology then, or what's your perspective on, is it just RPA or is it the using the IDP or is it all of it together? And is it, can you do one without the other or should you maybe give me a perspective on a more holistic technology approach to solving intelligent automation? Sure. So let me just briefly touch upon your first point of the discussion that how are we addressing our presence in the US market? So we are actually, uh, you know, taking a lot of steps towards that. So we are participating in major events there. We are also doing a lot of campaigning, marketing, marketing campaigns, and reaching out to the customers inside out and outside in through a lot of you know analysts coverage. So we are we are addressing it at all fronts, and we are getting a lot of you know I should say visibility because of that and a lot of traction around it. It has improved a lot, and we have been you know like noticed and even like you know some of the people are reaching out to us on their own. So that is the first part. As far as the complete suite of products and attending uh, to the customer requirements, we are not offering one part of the product. We have a complete suite of products, which are right from you know the IDP solution where we can process the documents involved. We have the RPA offerings, we have the analytics, we have the AI piece, and these are all available as a standalone modules and they can be integrated also. So depending on the problem statement in hand, we define that what all are required from these. These are like legal like modules, depending on whether there are scanned documents involved and there are electronic documents involved and whether we need OCR, whether we need IDP, whether we need any analytics on the top of it, if there's some kind of analysis has to be done, pattern has to be recognized, or if there's a machine learning involved. So depending on the requirement, we have a, a you know answer and we can stitch them together depending on the uh, use case. 
or we can offer them in individually. So suppose if somebody is already invested in an RPA technology and they still need IDP from us, which we are very good at, we can still give it to them and we can talk to their RPA. So it, it, is a co it can coexist. At the same time, we can give a complete end-to-end -end solution also. So we are very, very flexible in that aspect. Would you, would you call that potentially then a, I mean, like what would be the, it's a hard question, right? What's your value proposition or competitive advantage? And, and let me, before you answer it, if I look at, if I took a step back and I looked at your, your, what your technology claims versus automation anywhere versus UiPath versus all of them, right? The Blue Prism, just on the RPA front and beyond, why, why would they pick you? So at this point, there's lots of people down the path of automation there's a few there's a handful that have been living under rocks and haven't done it maybe it's cost prohibitive why do they pick you why should they pick your technology over one of the other ones that are heavily heavily marketed already very good point in fact i should highlight that because that is the core discussion which i should have with my prospects so there, there are a few unique things which we have uh, to offer to our customers one of them, if I can start with, is our services background. Unlike other product companies who are developing the products and they are not having the services background or the exposure, they are learning at the cost of the customer. But because we have almost like two plus decades experience in the services side, we understand what are the nuances in those client processes. And we have handled that in our technology already. Instead of going to a customer location and asking them the questions and learning from that and then incorporating it in our product, we have done it in advance. So that is one unique thing which we still bring on the table to the customer that you don't have to teach us your processes. We already have enough domain knowledge and experiences which will make our product better for you compared to others. Second point is that Thomas is end-to-end -end automation. So we don't believe in small task automation or desktop automation. We are taking up the most complex processes and most complex application, be it a mainframe application, terminal screens, or you know, if you are touching it through the Citrix, so many products fail when the Citrix environment is required. They do the automation, but they do screen scraping, where it fails because if the resolution changes or the screen display changes, it will fail. But we are still able to do the automation through these complex technologies, remote access environments, and the old legacy applications. So we are not looking forward to only the best latest application. So we have done end-to-end -end automation for any type of application, any type of process. Would it, third part, yeah, sorry, Tom. Yeah, let me ask you just before you get to the third piece, if you don't mind. Yeah. Are you saying you'd work well then if somebody has desktop automation, you're a good fit to help them complete their solution as well? So they've already gone down the path of another uh, technology provider. You, you fill a gap that's not there and, and the fact that your technology addresses the complexity exactly, better. Exactly. We did that in many occasions because of which we have grown well. I can give you one good uh, example of one of the large FMCG company, which were doing some finance automation using another product. And in the Citrix environment, they were not able to do justice. That came as a challenge to us. We picked it up well. We showed them the very good capability in that area, which the other product was lacking. And then they became our customer. Now we got almost like $2 million businesses from them. Another is a case of uh, one bank uh, in Europe which were doing some kind of, uh, I should say, treasury operations. And they were using another product for their treasury application, Murex. And Murex was a Java-based application, which the other product was not able to do justice in the automation. That, again, came as a challenge. We did a very fantastic job in that technology, which they were not very sure of. And when we proved ourselves, we got a very good business from them. So we do have those examples which you talked about. 
So one is the technology, the different types of applications which other products cannot do it, a service edge background. And the third one is we are able to handle unstructured input, which other products are not able to do it. You can check with anybody. So what happens when the unstructured input comes either in the Excel format or PDF documents and the incoming document or incoming information not in structured format, the bots from the other products are not able to do uh, the justice to automation. We are able to deploy the AI layer, convert that unstructured content to a structured content first, and then the bot can pick up, which is a very big challenge for many of the other product companies because they are expecting a standardized input or a, you know very, very, I should say, structured input so that the bot can pick up. We, we can do it from different types of unstructured content. Like I gave an example of invoices, agreements, or even uh, these type of emails where the complaints come in. We can handle the unstructured content. That's it, the third point. How do you, uh, are you doing that through proprietary technology, like a specific kernel or some type of something you own that no one else has? So I mean, that's yeah. I mean, the original question being a competitive advantage. Talk about that. So if you have a, you know, you have, performed IP that you guys have developed yourself, maybe take a few minutes to explain why, why it's better and how it, how it you know, yes. extends across. So what the, we, the what we did, I'll tell you very frankly, since we are also a services organization, we did evaluate some of the products in the IDP market, OCR market, or even in the kind of you know, RPA market. But we realized they were all lacking in that particular scenario, which I talked about. Like they are not able to do justice to some kind of technologies or they are not able to do kind of, uh, you know, automation, you know, unstructured input. And the fourth one is the, uh, you know, IDP piece. We have a very strong, uh, you know, IDP piece where we can uh, enhance the quality of the image, the quality of the data to get the throughput. So what we did, we developed our proprietary technology in those specific uh, areas where other products are not able to do it. So we developed our strong pre-processing functions to manage the quality of the documents. If the document quality, scan quality is not up to the mark, we have created our own proprietary technology in the pre-processing side so that we can enhance the quality of the image. We have also developed some pre-proprietary technology towards post-processing. So how do we eliminate the errors, typical OCR errors, or typical unstructured content like the date formats? All those things we realize that there is nothing available in the market. So we have developed our proprietary technology. Even in the uh, RPA side, we have clearly created some of the Things like, you know, how do you do the health checkup of the system before the bot is supposed to run? How do we handle the security aspects? How do we create a universal recorder which is not there in other uh, products? Because we understand that the underlying process may touch upon the one mainframe application, one web application, or one ERP. Then we don't have to change the recording. So we have, we have developed a lot of those components, a lot of those proprietary technologies to bridge that gap which is not there with others. And that is helping us to grow or share in the market. It, well, and, and talk about the market beat. So how, you know, so if you look at the competitiveness of, of, of uh, winning a channel or having a good channel strategy, working with, you know, different SIs, implementers, you have your own services piece. You know, it's hard to scale that for, for big implementations. So you have to use channel, you got to use partners and things like that. Uh, what's the advantage of them working with you as opposed to a competitor, like, you know, from, from the RPA companies to the, the cofaxes of the world and things in abbeys why would they why should they pick you i guess from the partner sure sure i think that's a good point to ask in fact that's what we are even questioned by our partner so we let me tell you we have a very strong partners program and a committed and a dedicated team is there to manage the partners we have got 100 plus partners right from the biggies of the si world to the medium-sized partners 
and what they they should pick up i i i'll tell you three things one is for sure we enable them to help their customers to solve their problem and not just to push the license sales which is what our motto is also so they are like you know i i'll give you example of some of the partners who are coming to us that okay my customer has this problem they tried this product but it did not work so those things we are able to solve secondly the other point which we are telling them that if they get stuck on some of the implementation because they are the partner so they will sell our license but they will do the implementation but if they get stuck we have a strong uh, strength of people who can help them in the implementation so we have a, almost like few hundred people who can be the l2 support to our partners while they are implementing for the customers unlike other product companies who are again dependent on partners only their own capabilities or the skill set is not you know i should say complementing the partner skill set so if the our partners are you know having some skill set issue or they are not having the right people to implement the solution we can fill it which is not there in other product companies so they are looking at us from that angle fourth and the foremost is that we have a legacy we are a 45 year old company so that kind of loyalty and that kind of trust is always there they know us they understand that these people will not be only going by the valuation of the company they will not change hands very soon they are the long term player and they will hold us uh, in difficult uh, times and they will make us run and grow with us so that's yeah. another image perception is also another point we they keep us keep us in mind i mean i can give you a a a, a position too where you know i've seen the pricing models of your competitors and and it's maybe speaking specifically around the rpa and actually even in the idp ocr space uh you you guys come in uh with more value at a lower price point for sure uh because you've not had to go through the escalating valuations and money raise and then therefore having to raise the cost of everything to justify the, those valuations so you've got to keep your your value to cost correct makes you an incredibly good starting point especially if you if, if a lot of companies i've seen have been doing it themselves because it's just been cost prohibitive and you know if it's 100,000 to get going with a uh, the basic levels some of these companies or more plus services a lot of these smaller companies are like we're not doing that we'll just go hire somebody and have them figure it out cuz it's 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 not worth it what i see with you guys is they could come in for a much better price point get way more value and then once the value is established then the value is there to go build a much bigger uh initiative around it without breaking the bank or having the horror stories of extra licenses bots don't work nothing stays in production the you know the OCR ADP solution doesn't really work the, now i've had to hire six more people than i thought i needed to i i haven't seen those around your implementations when when as i've seen you in the marketplace or gotten to know you a bit over the years um and i think so maybe the challenges you guys had in the past as bad as covid is has helped you because no one expects you to be on site anymore and though you have i think it is uh uh you have a service center in, in in the detroit area is that that's correct right so yeah. you do you have a us presence you can keep time zones and other pieces in in check uh i guess what i'm getting to is you have a lot of companies out there that are in this do it yourself mode and i'm sure they're even struggling more now because they they have to do it remotely how are you helping accelerate those types of organizations to to get going with a maybe a easier to work with partner or an easier work with technology right i will just touch upon one point before i get into this part that you talked about how we are offering and how are we different so i agree with you the first part that we are definitely providing high value uh, you know 
add it uh, return to our customers but i will not 100% agree on the cost of course we uh, encourage our customers to start small with little investment we are not expecting them to invest a half a million two million to start with but we are not trying to differentiate on the price point for the simple fact that it didn't look you know quality product if you are saying that okay we are excellent product but at the same time if you are able to offer the value and they see value in our offerings they will definitely go for it and uh, coming to yeah let me correct on that i wasn't saying you guys are cheaper i'm just saying for the value of the price point you're getting a lot more out of it because of your focus right. on on not the license but the value of what you're getting and using on the license and that's really important because you don't have to go hire other people to go solve it after that so they can yeah. become a much much quicker coe and a much more sustainable model faster because the focus is on helping them not the license sale because you don't have to justify that to a valuation that's in the market that's out of this world right. That, right. that's how i mean that that then then that is the same thing i wanted to say so thanks for that so now coming to the other point of like you know how are we helping our customers and do it yourself and how we are addressing them so i i'll tell you very frankly and uh, do it yourself is the motto right now everybody wants to do it themselves but i have not seen almost like you know more than 10% of the customers are able to do it themselves they definitely need some help let's agree on that if we don't agree on that then we are starting on a wrong premise so what we are doing for that is that we are telling our customers that don't start it on your own you let us do it first you see it you learn from us and then take it up if you want to do it yourself from day one it will be a large learning curve you will miss some of the targets you will not be able to achieve that kind of savings in the given time frame and the whole excitement and the initiative will get sidelined so what we tell them our customers that of course as you rightly said that we offer high value compared to the price points we say that okay don't worry about it we are there around it of course we have a lot of training lot of you know ongoing uh, video tutorials available we can even uh, conduct a specific training for the customer but it's a like you know joint responsibility we want them to be self sufficient but not from day one that doesn't work so they don't know the nuances they don't know how to do, handle the exception how to handle the test scenarios so they are the business people they have not done any kind of development in the past so they can describe the process but they will not be able to understand what kind of exceptions may occur what kind of testing is required so what we have got very uh, simple formula is that you learn you work with us you learn then you do something we will teach you and then you do it yourself so what has happened in other product companies they have started to do it yourself but i have not seen any customer who is saying okay i am not needing people from this technology i am able to do it myself they always needed people and then suddenly they are like you know given very high rates for those people or they are not able to find those people and then they thought oh why did we start this technology because now we are finding shortage of required skill set whereas in ours we have people who can start the journey do some processes then we help them in the consulting side to set up the coe then they learn it from us they can do it themselves some of the processes the business people do some of the processes it people can do because some script may be required some customization required and then they become self sufficient so that is a short shot winning proposition then trying to do it from uh, day one because there will be some obstacles and there will be some learning curve so that is what we have a differentiation from us absolutely uh make a prediction so so we kind of think about the future next 6 9 12 24 months what shifts if any uh do you think will be in the intelligent automation market 
Sorry, Thomas, can you please repeat that sure. last one? Yeah, ab absolutely. So if you look forward, 6, 12, 9, 24, 36, pick your, pick your months. What's going to change in the intelligent automation market? Right. That's, a, that's a, again a good point. So what we are seeing, the markets are moving, if I can take the time frame of around 12 to 18 months, there will be a few uh, you know, things which are going to come for sure. One of them is going to be a lot of uh, consulting requirement, which is not there right now. People are selling their technology, but consulting is still missing the way I said, you know, how do they become self-sufficient? How do they set up the COE? And even on the process modeling side and process discovery side, because that's one area which is also I've seen many of the clients are looking forward to. They need our help to identify the right processes, create the right business cases, create the right ROI expectation. So that area is also going to change for sure in coming 12 to 18 months. And there will be consulting requirement and there will be some models required. And one more thing which is definitely going to change the scenario is something related to the handwritten documents. So that's one area which I think people are working on. And I foresee that some breakthrough will come through where you know, you'll be able to do some justice to handwritten content. That's another area which we think will change very soon. And last but not the least, I think one more area which we are seeing is going to come up is related to, again, AI piece. So right now, there are very few actual real-life use cases in AI space. Everybody wants to talk about AI. Everybody wants to try it out. But there is not much, uh, I should say, real-life uh, you know, scenarios which can be reused or which can be repeated. I think that will change. There will be a lot of real-life use cases and actually establish the AI cases. I can talk about a lot of use cases in IDP, in RPA, but in AI space, very few. It's like more or less you know, trying it out or doing some POC. But I think that will establish itself and it will pick up. And all the people, I talked about some 60 to 80% of the companies who are getting into intelligent automation, will look forward to AI and they will have lots of uh, requirements for AI and they will be able to mature toward the level of AI intelligent automation. That's a third part which will change in the coming 12 to 18 months. I, I think your assessment's pretty spot on. I think, uh, I think the AI piece will be a little longer in my opinion. I think there's gonna be uh, more challenges with uh, data getting data right, right. to do getting stuff. the right data, yes. Good data. That's it's changing, good. it's changing. What we saw in one of the banking scenario where we were doing the fraud detection using AI, they, they were not able to give us the right data, but we helped them to understand how do we collect the right data and how do we remove the uh, extreme cases and make the data correct. That didn't take long. So once they understand the challenge behind it and we help them to clean the data, I think that will pick up for sure. You know, and Rishesh, I, I appreciate the time today for sure. Uh, you know, I always want to do the shameless plug. How, how do they get a hold of you? Any do, multiple ways they can reach us. You know, we, we have our own uh, uh, websites. We have our own uh, seminars going on. We have a lot of uh, social presence. We have our own partners network. So there are different ways people can reach to us. And we've got a lot of programs going on for our clients and partners to attend to the videos, tutorials. They have got a lot of, you know, examples of use cases on our website, which they can go through and then send a query to us. Multiple ways we are uh, approachable and we are also present in many large uh, events and seminars. I appreciate that. I may just share your personal phone number with everybody and just that might be easier. I, I will have to check with my family whether I should share my number. 
but of course my email id and my business id are available with uh, our people and they can they can reach me of course but i would love i'd love to have uh, incoming calls requests and queries coming for not only to sell my uh, technology product but if they have any queries or any help required uh, you know in their current journey of rp and they, they are struggling on some areas even if i don't sell my technology i can help them out for sure that sounds good i'll make sure they call you at 5 pm eastern time Sure. <laughs> I won't mind. I won't mind. I'm, we are 24 by 7. We have we have global delivery centers and we have located all over the place and we we cater to different time zones. So that's not a problem. Well, thank you so much, uh, Rajesh Datamatics. Thanks for joining AI Nerd today. You have a wonderful evening and stay safe. Thank you, Thomas, for your time and I'm really enjoyed my conversation with you. Hope it helps our audience. Thank you so much for organizing this. You as well. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers.